Today is October 15th, 2021. This is episode 169 of Maelstrom Radio. Maelstrom Radio. With your hosts, Blattis. And welcome everybody to Maelstrom Radio. My name is Peter. With me normally is my good friend and co-host Quentin, but he's out on assignment. So I took two of my other friends to make up for him. With me, the Lord Baron himself, Sarah Tomono of Phoenix Down Radio. Sarah, welcome to uh, back to Maelstrom Radio. Hiya. Uh, yeah, I guess welcome back, though it's been long enough that I don't even remember that first time. It is weird that we have been doing this for this long. <laughs> and we don't Not get bad, paid. Not bad, just weird. <laughs> we, just, we don't get paid for it. No one pays us. And with us, uh, it creators himself <laughs> and friend, <laughs> An- <laughs> Anonymous. <laughs> How's it going? Hey. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, it's, it's, we're over five years here and, uh, it's Moose. I think you were on it in, uh, episode 50 something, 54. I think you were on, uh, it was like, it was one in the seventies too, maybe possibly it was Um, was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, chili. Thank you for the 69 bits. (laughs) So I was wondering if you should make it off of the one sixty nine. Yeah. Uh, well, possible, probably, uh, uh, and, uh, Sarah, I think we, we did something closer to like post heaven's reward, I think with Phoenix down at some point. So, oh my God, that's like, okay, what happened in the second astral era? Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a minute. So, uh, so welcome both to the show. Uh, of course, we always talk about what we've been up to this last week. So, uh, Quentin, of course, weighs on Simon. He's uh, he's out on vacation and he's enjoying himself as he should. Uh, his mom's in town, so he's he's spending time with her. And, yeah. So, um, uh, Maelstrom Radio has been posting uh, twenty jobs and twenty frogs. So, over on our, our our Twitter page, if you've been following our our frog thread, uh, there were we found twenty frogs to represent the twenty uh, jobs of Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, there is a frog for every job, and they are not digital frogs. They are not. They are real frogs that somehow, in some shape, represent a job in Final Fantasy fourteen. So, please go enjoy that. Uh, uh, and okay, I'm, that red mage one is a little unsettling, but in a cool way. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's nice. Uh, I like black mage frog. It's got a. It's got a hat. <laughs> so, like, how did that even happen? <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> Summoner Frog is great. Oh, they're all great. They're all great. Machine is all okay. Frog with a hat. That's just a pirogo, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh listen, I'm a I'm a huge fan of those and I like I uh, they're so like secretly sad. They they are. <laughs> I love them so much. I, 
I ruined Pirogo for myself by putting the Pirogo hat on the unicycle frog, like, oh shit, what up? And now I like <laughs> I can't unsee it. Those are just Pirogo. How can, can we write that as Urianje's voice? How do we <laughs> Can we get that to ha- how do we all right, we'll work on that meme later. Uh <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, I, I'm this much closer to saving the queen in in uh, Zadnor and Bozja. Uh, uh, I think I'm three levels away from finishing the story. Then I'll run the Delriata and I'll see the complete story and I'll have it. And so far, it's actually gr- pretty great. It's actually the story's really nice. Uh, there's some some great tidbits in there. I I don't know if any of it will play a role coming to Endwalker, but if it, even if it's its own little thing, it's a good thing. So. That's gone in so many weird and unexpected directions. So far, yes, <laughs> I agree <laughs> completely. There, there's, a, I learned a lot about white oocytes <laughs> and, and its weird capabilities. <laughs> so, so. Uh, also, apparently, uh, swords can mind control people, and also, you know, I mean, we knew that already. Oh, it's it, true. <laughs> But many swords. More powerful version of Odin. <laughs> mm, so the one that Eureka made. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Keep a running tally. How many times can I get Moose to cringe by bringing up Eureka? Let's, well, oh, his eyes have one. I don't have a. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, let's see. Do I have a jingle on here? Maybe we can just jingle every time it happens. <laughs> oh. Welcome to Jingle Cast. Eure- yeah, I did. Death of me. We're talking Ed Walker speculation, <laughs> so it's time to bring up Eureka frequently. I do have a job. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, oh. Chili says, I'm working on a fourth character to do Eureka, so. <laughs> we already know that Chili does not take care of himself. He, like, we, this that's is true. That's also true. Uh, and I played a spoopy game. Speaking of Chili, I, spe- I, played, uh, I played Back for Blood with Chili yesterday, and if I had to do a quick review on the first few levels, the game isn't as polished as Left 4 Dead 1 or 2. Uh, it's it, I, I, Out of 5, I'd rate it a 3.6. It's not great. It's not terrible. It's it's just kind of... Go play Left 4 Dead 1 or 2. I think they're better. Just being honest. The bots, the AI for the bots suck. Uh, and it's... If you had four friends, it's a, probably a great experience. But it, with two friends and two bots, not good. So the, the bots are just sit there and die. And it's and a game where it's like all four players must survive, and then the bots are just like, "Help, I'm dying." I'm like, "Well, thank you, bot. Thanks." So, uh, well, with that, what did you what did you guys do this week? What did you Final Fantasy or other? Oh, uh, I got. I, I feel a little bad, even though it's silly when you, I hear you talk about doing Sadnor, because I still haven't set foot in there once. Ooh. I did Le- Deliberum Regine a bunch, and then I just. I keep feeling like, okay, this is going to be a big commitment. I should do it when I have time to. And then I never have the time or energy. And that may just be a totally self-defeating way of thinking about it. Can, can I say if, that if you don't worry about the weapon part of it and just do like the like leveling through the zone, it's very quick. It goes very okay. fast. Yeah, so it's, it's even quicker than the southern front. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, Sadnor is very fast. Much. So, All right. I can worry about the weapon later then. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say if you just want to experience the story and get the lore from there, absolutely just worry about that. You can do the, the weapon at any point. So Yeah. I've picked up a lot of it through osmosis, but it would probably be good to watch it. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I've been uh, partly uh, non-gaming stuff. 
the library I work at has opened some full-time positions, so I just got the notification that I'll be interviewing for full-time next week. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Snigger awesome. Juju. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I've been finally playing through all of the different uh, things I grabbed from Ludo Naricon, which is a game... Uh, con- online convention uh, exploring the intersection of games and storytelling that runs in April. So a little behind on it here. Fair. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, oh my gosh, this one looks good. And this one, and this one. And I will play all of these in my no time. <laughs> with all, just, a, just a little over a month left for Ed Walker. I will play that with... <laughs> 2022 is going to look real good for those games. <laughs> I at least have tried out enough of them to be like, okay, I can see what's interesting about this. And I know when I want to go back to it, when there's like something cool or interesting going on, but yeah, another eyes bigger than stomach kind of thing. Yeah, I get it. And, and, and moose, any, any secret projects we shouldn't know about? Secret pro like when you said, what did you guys do this week? I was like, great. I'm going to have to just like whine about work. Cause no, I that's fine. Anything can, else I did this you week. Can do that. Like, <laughs> you can do that. For a second, I was like, I don't even think I logged into 14, but I did, and I got, um, I did one thing in 14 this week. I got Menenius 2, the note that never drops, so I'm finally done with all the, the damn Zadnor field notes. Nice. Got my, got my motorbike that I look ridiculous on, but 12's like my favorite game, so that bike is amazing. <laughs> Susan. The sizing for Lalafell is just ridiculous. I love it. <sighs> it's got to reach the hands. Yep. Yep. Other than that, I mean, I um, mostly, I mean, it, I feel bad admitting like I'm working on stuff that's not Final Fantasy, but I've been like playing a lot of Fatal Frame recently and kind of going through and getting used to that again because Maiden of Blackwater is coming out. Yep. Coming it's home. not a pachinko machine. Yep. No, it's not. Nope. I did make one though, but this one, <laughs> this one's not. <laughs> oh. I <laughs> should do another stream of those at some point. That would be really cool. I uh I sadly will always hold out hope that there will be a silent. I know there won't. Like there there uh, my 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 you know brain is like you're just hold there's like a little piece of me that's like the little monkey brain in me that's like maybe there will be a silent hill. Even if it's just like a remake or not a remake but a remaster of the original. I will take that. Like, or uh, or two. I'll take two, honestly. I I I know as much about Silent Hill as I do about Final Fantasy. Uh-huh. And it kills me inside mm-hmm. to know that, like, even if we could have another one, like, the nope. people who were willing to read into what, like, Hiroyuki Owaku wrote and understand it how he understood it and actually, like, write things that rhyme well with two and three, there's almost no chance. Like, they just didn't ever bother tapping into his work again in the same way. So, like, what are the chances we're going to get another game? Maybe not zero. It's a good time for it. It's a good year for it. Konami's, you know, like just had their face rubbed in Resident Evil 2 or, you know, like by Capcom. So yeah, they're they're sure probably considering it. it. Um, it's so, I mean, it's on zero, but. It's kind of the same deal with Suikoden, which is a Konami property I always want to see make a resurgence. But, like, I know a lot of the original story writers for it have actually passed away. Mm-hmm. That's why there apparently was such a big shift in the middle of 4, was it? Uh, so, who knows what, if anything, we'll ever get. Oh, God, is there code in Pachinko? I want to look, but I also don't want to know. I'm going to find out. <laughs> Chili says, is there a Chinese company making Metal Gear Solid 3 remake? I have no idea. 
Huh. I, I know there's probably a new Metal Gear Solid pachinko machines. <laughs> Man, Konami pachinko machines, they are like the low-hanging fruit, and we go for them every time. Yeah, uh, much, you know, much like a Eureka. Uh, and <laughs> what kind of oh. loves dog-ass shit is this? <laughs> I'm going to be in public. I'm going to hear someone ring the bell at the deli, and I'm just going to be like, oh, freaking Osmo Recons. <laughs> Fine. It's fine. All right. Well, let's also, not, I'm on. Let's not make I'm on Google right table. now. <laughs> I was on episode 74. Gaius lives. Yeah. Hashtag Gaius lives. <laughs> nice. Uh, I love it. <laughs> we and we really let you go all out for Gaius lives. We let you really, I think, believe like just take the stage and and you know sell it. And and we were all bored. We were like at the end of it, we like, were like. It didn't happen like I thought it would on any level. Like I had all these great master conspiracy theories of like what it meant and how it could happen. And then he just showed up in the desert like, hey, I've been killing Asians. Yeah, no like, problem. <laughs> it's like you were right. But at what cost? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you an Endwalker. Like, I think Werelit was really timed because it was a good story. But it was just like he shows up. He's like, hey, I'm going to go kill Asians. Right after I go to this loving Gundam homage full of family drama. And like, I think I think that part was like oddly timed, but I still liked it. I mean, would it be even feasible to consider that he wouldn't be involved in the he has to be involved, right? Well, originally they were like, yeah, he's going to be kind of the Estinian to our Garlemald. Like, you know, he's going to show us to around Garlemald. And then later they were like, oh, yeah, he's not going to be like a main character or anything. So I don't know what to expect. That's so weird. Maybe maybe that was back when they were still planning for like the eighth Umbral timeline. And now that we're Uh, like posed, you know, they they decided we're going to go to the destroyed city instead of the real city. So maybe he's just not as big a part now. I mean, unless you think it's going to be like they're going for a a uh, like sp- like Spider Man No Way Home. Like there is no Tobey Maguire, and they're like that. Like they don't exist. Like they're the they're not in the movie. They're not, and then like ah, played you. Like, like you, oh yeah, no, he's not gonna, he's not gonna be a like big part in Endwalker, and then like middle of the expansion, he's crowned emperor again. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, that oh. might be. <laughs> oh, God. You laugh. You think about it a little bit. And it kind of makes sense. Hashtag Gaius rules. I, I just <laughs> I just wanted him to I just wanted him to come back and fix his character arc. And everyone's like, no, he's obviously dead. Give it up, Moose. This is stupid. He's back. And I'm like, hey, cool. He's back. Let's fix his character arc. But everyone's like cheering at the boulder as it rolls down the other side of the hill. Like boulder for emperor. I'm like, ah. Hey, at least Hori Boulder now. <laughs> Not Hori Boulder. The Boulder I've been pushing up a hill for six years. Oh. Greek mythology references. That's more of an elegant thing, though. You'd want like Rome. Mm-hmm. Oh, All right. God, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's give a little direction this episode. Uh, so uh, it, we're already jumping into like jokes and lore jokes, uh, but there is a little bit of news. Uh, I don't know if anybody heard it here, but uh, uh, Wednesday, October 13th, the embargo on information for the Endwalker Media Tour has been lifted. Uh, so there is tons of, of interviews with the OGP, tons of information about all the jobs and how they play or 
sort of play because you know there's people that got their hands on they may not be experts at the job so uh and and sage a lot of people were confused uh, reaper a lot of people had fun so <laughs> so you know, go go out there uh there will be a few videos on the mails from radio youtube uh so there's going to be one where uh, i'm taking chili's uh little tour around town and uh making commentary on it and i'm sure there's a, a dark night video that i will talk about because people are pooping on it and I don't think it's that bad. I don't, I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> so like what, what, what did we actually learn? I haven't uh, even uh, been uh, through uh, it yet. It was maybe like a weekend project. So, so there, there's no app, there's no lore information. Oh, well there is, if you watch the dungeon, I don't think you've watched the dungeon yet based on, based Not on yet. that. So I won't. So we're like two weeks away from finding out. I don't care about it. predictions anymore. We're gonna yeah. find out like right away. I, I got enough stuff, other stuff to do. Yeah. So it's I don't. Fine. We'll I, know. I, I will say I will not spoil anything too much here. Uh, like I don't want like especially if people want to like be surprised about the dungeons and stuff like. That. So I'm not gonna say anything about the dungeons, but uh, the like like short of I don't know the boss. I'm definitely not naming bosses, but the the second dungeon is called the Tower of Zot, which I will bring up a question later about that mm. with you both. Uh, and because I, I have a, a theory, and so it's it was a theory I had before I saw the the media tour stuff. So it was, so just like to discuss it with you both. Uh, and what the, what's, what's the over under on the quest being called Neil before Zot? Oh, I uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and if, if I hope there is a, a, an achievement called drop it like it's Zot, because if we, if I feel like they really need to <laughs> double down on it, <laughs> so, uh, that, that, but that's just me. Uh, so there, there, there's a lot of just videos of people going around and showing the zones in, in various different lengths. Um, some people really got into Thavnir and showing that around. Uh, Garlemald was shown off a little bit. Um, what other zones? Uh, not the moon. Uh, they didn't show the moon off. Oh, uh, old, uh, new, uh, Ultraland was shown off, and it's it's gorgeous. It is truly it's truly yeah. beautiful. Uh, it, very much i was like ooh, everything there is pretty they have near garlemald ultralane and dungeon chili chili knows chili was there so. <laughs> yeah so. i'll mention that th- uh thinking about it and going over the zones i'm a little disappointed that we don't get to explore more of ilsabar it looks like we're going for the okay let's penetrate straight yeah. straight through cut off the head of the beast and of course once we do it the dungeon will collapse and everyone will be freed from stuff and there will be no political turmoil that they're not going to do that me nuts. But. that drove me nuts too cuz that's like you know, like the big thing I was excited for was to fight through Ilzabard and see kind of the ruined nations that Garlemald took over. So like you would see the ruins of what came before them put back together with Darksteel and Sermet. And, you know, like you would see you would get some hints as to what they were without Garlemald. And I really wanted to see kind of what the cities of Garlemald were without them. And now I'm not going to get any of that. And it feels like not being allowed to go to Alamigo all over again. I was about to say it feels like Alamigo possibly on a different scale. Just the like, okay, here's this. You can see the remnants of it. They've been under Garlean control for longer. So more of that past has been wiped away. Mm hmm. But just these little vestiges, again, encased in uh, those things. I was really looking forward for that as well. Maybe also like some more like army tactical battle type things. That would be cool. Yeah. I, it, it seemed that more of the content creators that were asked to go were way focused on like 
you know, the AF gear set. And of course, like they're, they're producing content for their channels. And so people are going to look at like the character models, the, the bunny boys, the emotes, the, the, the gear sets, the, you know, like, I mean, the, iconic costumes. Yeah. The, Glamour is a true end game. It we really are playing is. with really neat little paper dolls that we dress up and have, send them on adventures and do some amount of wish fulfillment fantasy with it. Uh, Chili even went as far as said that they even did a really good job about making sure not to give out any lore any at anywhere. Like there was even a fate that had uh, Japanese text, and they they removed it, like they scrubbed it from videos and stuff like that that people did. So they really wanted to double down on on making sure that nobody could gleam anything lore wise from those videos. So uh, the only thing I think lore wise is the dungeon, uh, but even then they said there was. You know, way too much story in the first dungeon, so they gave the second dungeon. So, but and I, I mean, with that one, it seems like more of the connection is the FF4 stuff. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Chili says any uh, anything that had Japanese text was not allowed to be put in video, and the cutscene in the dungeon was removed. So they they did a pretty good job of doing that. So, speaking of Endwalker, like where we ju- a lot of people just are, are finishing or have finished uh, Shadowbringers at this point. A lot of people are, are that maybe started playing the game this year are coming to the end of Shadowbringers, and they may not. They maybe they love the story, but they they have no idea what they're, they're like. What the hell is happening? <laughs> what is this? What is why is the moon? Uh, <laughs> why why is why is Scythe Man? You know why did <laughs> why did it turn red in the second scene? What is ha- what is happening? And who's the I lady mean, with the mask? What's going on? <laughs> I mean, like, why is Scythe Man, like, do you want the in-game answer or do you want the out-of-game answer? Because they're really different. Uh, and the out-of-game answer is, Scythes are cool. All right. What's the in-game answer? Scythes uh, are cool stuff. <laughs> some farmers st- uh, st- got tired of getting pushed around, so they made a deal with the devil. As Honest, one does. Honestly, I've seen that movie. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like the actual question? Why is Scythe Man? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> why, so many is why, why? Why is it? <laughs> why? <laughs> why? No, no. In all, in all honesty, like, so what? What is the like? What did you think of the ending? Like, what? Like, I feel like we've always had like these pretty solid, iconic like lead-ins, but like our last look. Uh, and by the way, spoilers, I mean, <laughs> uh, but our last look was right at the moon. But then we had a little cutscene with uh, Fan Daniel and, and you know, Xenos uh, both looking. And Xenos's moon was a different shade of uh, moon. <laughs> so, yeah, atmospheric <laughs> conditions, man. It was like a, it looked it looked like a um, cosmically faded timed eclipse like just happened to happen that day yeah so you get the blood the blood moon symbolism Mm -hmm. i mean you don't time all of your military actions to line up with celestially significant events i mean not anymore (laughs) it it does make the logistics a little difficult i've played terraria enough to know that nothing good happens on the blood moon (laughs) (laughs) oh great game so, uh, mm. yeah. So, and, and at the end, we, of course, we, we see the vision of, uh, and I'm probably going to pronounce their name wrong. The Nat, right? Is it? I go with Vana. I don't know what it, it really Vinat. is. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Not, it's definitely not V Nat. <laughs> so probably not. So if none of us are confident, we'll just call her Venonat until the end of the, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. 
the resolution is going to be that she evolves into Venom, Venomoth. Yeah. Well, we already had Moon Venomoth. Dude. We had uh, Geo Dude on the Moon, so Moon Dude. So, <laughs> so <sighs> makes sense. Final Fantasy XIV, the new Pokemon. <laughs> and they already had the Final Fantasy that was Pokemon, and it was Final Fantasy XIII too, and it was great. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was. Well, it was Pokemon, Wait, no. and it was Chrono Trigger. <laughs> There actually was a Final Fantasy Pokemon, though, wasn't there? Like Final Fantasy Worlds or something like that, where it was like the little chibi. World of Final Fantasy. World of Final Fantasy. There it is. Yeah, that was the Pokemon one. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that really was the Pokemon one. Plus the uh, leads were brother and sister who had a great comedy routine going. Yeah. Such a weird game. Also the best uh, one-liner from a Tom Berry. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's me, Tom Berry. Stab. <laughs> just, 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 just the best clip, honestly. <laughs> is it just like a, is that a mistranslation of doink? No, like, no. <laughs> he, legit, he, just, he legitimately stabs somebody when he does it. He's like, he says stab and then does it. <laughs> yeah. No, that feels, <laughs> the stabbing is a doink noise, but he just says stab as he does yeah, it. No, like saying stab instead of doink. That feels like when they call the chocobo a horse bird. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stab! i love it it's such a good clip i need to go find that clip that is a solid clip <laughs> anything with fun buddy it's great yeah. <laughs> so, um all right so we do have a lore question i don't know if my question actually got answered but we do have a lore question i, I want to make sure people's lore questions get answered is that uh, t lord 467 says is palace of the dead the dark rider associated with one of eurekan weapons <laughs> I can see that eye twitching. <laughs> oh, it's, Palace of the Dead is weird. Yeah, like I, I wish I thought more about Palace of the Dead than I did. Like I had two layers of Palace of the Dead, and the first one was like, wow, the mob team really just went crazy, didn't they? They pulled whatever they wanted in here, like any monster for any reason. And I eventually just accepted that it was like a kind of fun time zone where anything goes and you get to blame the fact that you have this other world dude there. Um, but on the other hand, like Eureka has its fingers in like every pie in the game. It wants Odin. It wants Ozma. It wants one of the Asians. Like it just, it plays with all the big toys. So like, sure. Why not? Guy from palace of the dead's got a Eureka weapon now. I don't care. Yeah. You I do mean, that. Like- <laughs> In general, actual undead are not really a thing in Eorzea. Like, pretty much any time it's, okay, something, like, some void uh, scent got into the bones of something or another and is making it dance like a puppet. But no, you have, like, apparent shades of the dead. You have a full-on necromancer uh, coming from the uh, Tactics Ogre universe. But it does feel like one of those, okay, you bring in stuff from another universe and they can kind of break the rules. I feel like we've seen that in other content as well. Mm-hmm. Where if it comes from another universe, they kind of get to bring some of their own rules with them. Absolutely. I don't even know like on what level I put the bubble. Like, because when we got like, let's say the third team crossover, like I usually have that in what I call a pseudo canon bubble, which is like a one way bubble. If it's true in Aorzi, it's true in the bubble. But if it happens in the bubble, it doesn't go back into the game. Like that's how I think about most of that content. Hildebrand um, is the same way for you, I think. I used to call it a Manderville bubble. Yeah. <laughs> and um <laughs> I never knew whether I put Palace of the Dead in one because there's a lot of of good stuff in there. But at the same time, like 
the the entire point of Palace of the Dead seems to be to be a love letter to Tactics Ogre. So I feel like if I was like, hey, can we explain like where Nybeth really came from? I feel like Oda would just be like, no. Yeah, I, it's just like, here is this vague, undefined thing. And we outside know, but it'll just be left as a mystery in world. So uh, in the dungeon, uh, the last, uh, not the last dungeon. Is it the last dungeon? It's not the last dungeon. Uh, it's the one where right before we fight the Warrior of Light. So that dungeon, I forget the name of it. Uh, Hero's Gauntlet. Hero's Gauntlet. In Hero's Gauntlet, uh, when they summon the Warriors of Light, one of them that can be summoned is, is uh, Hildebrand. Hildebrand, yeah, gentleman of light. The gentleman of light. <laughs> so, and then Hildebrand's like, what am I doing here? And then like, runs away. <laughs> like, like, I believe he doesn't even remember who the heck he is again. Uh, oh, yeah, usually. Uh, and, and thanks to Chili, because he did when he did his uh, interview with UCP, he asked about Hildebrand coming back in in the Six X series, and he says, "What are you talking about? Hildebrand was in Shadowbrand, and I didn't. Even, I've done that dungeon a couple times, and never seen that happen. It's a rare chance that it happens, and yep. the, to find out that that does happen <laughs> is great that they've included Hildebrand, like and just I, just enough to be like, what are you talking about? He's in Shadowbrand." <laughs> I feel like Hildebrand has kind of reached the po- same point that a lot of the job quests did, where it's like, okay, if you keep wanting to do a full-length story, you keep having to up the ante, and it just becomes a, this becomes an untenable thing to keep together. So this story is effectively finished, but you'll still get reminders that the p- people exist in the world from time to time. Acing is a challenge. Like I feel like Hil- you, Hildebrand shouldn't be on a schedule. You should do more Hildebrand when it feels right to do more Hildebrand. Like when you're in a setting and a time period, and enough has happened where like you can think of without having to force some jokes. Like, like after the after 6.0 wraps up, when we start whatever our new adventure is and exploring other parts of the world, that seems like it might be a reasonable time to bring him back. Maybe then. That as I was about to say, you, you don't want to do it on the finale of of a large like you know the the ending of this like massive like t- ten year story <laughs> for like like, like <laughs> comic relief and breaking the tension is important, but not to that degree. No, I miss I miss the Hildebrand of one to a degree because when he first came out, his function was very different. It wasn't just comedy. Um, the role Hildebrand played in the end of 1.0 was he asked all of the same questions that the players did and then answered them all wrong. So like that would have been amazing in 5.5, but we'll have to wait a bit. Yeah, for sure. And it would be nice to see him in new areas that we're exploring and like, just be like, because it, then it's the sense of adventure with the gentleman of, you know, of light (laughs) out there. And, and that's what we really need. (laughs) So, uh, so, so speaking of like, you know, uh, you know, we, we kind of, we don't know where the story's headed. We kind of, you know, we, 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 we all have our hopes and dreams. Where do you think we're going past, um, you know, with, with like six X, like six point one. Where do you think we're going? I I I have some theories. I think like you know, Blue Mage storyline hmm. kind of drops some hints of going to the West and and Blue Cerulean being a being a, a thing. And and we've also had mentions like uh, the books in Great Google Library that talk about Merylweb's trip to the uh, New World. Mm-hmm. So we've had uh, more than a couple seeds planted for that. Yeah. 
Uh, definitely Yoshi P has dropped hints about time travel because of, of the, the Crystal Tower and especially the 20. There's always a time travel expansion. There's always, yeah. I mean, and, and do you think they'll even do an overarching 10 year? Do you think they'll do more like we'll, we'll wrap up stories in like a two year expansion? Like maybe? I don't think they'll ever do a story this long again. Uh, yeah. No. All right. Fair. That's all right. Like that, two expansion max. So much. Yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing. I think two expansions in an area and then move on to a new area to do something like new. the amount, the amount of retcons it took, even like, again, skillfully placed internal additive, good writing retcons, but still the number of retcons that it took to, to bring this story to a close after it had been going on from where it started for that long. I mean, it's just extraordinary. And I don't think they want to risk that again. And also, just again, on if you're doing the whole, okay, it's going to be an even bigger, grander thing. We need to, again, keep upping the ante, Please making no. it a... Yeah. So that's so much. Yeah. And at I don't a certain point, it's, it starts becoming like less impactful. Uh, I remember a friend of mine talking about... I think it was, he was talking about Doctor Who, where it's like, okay, like first... like. First up, okay, the Earth is in danger. And then, oh, now the Earth's whole history is in danger. Now it's a galaxy. Now it's a universe. Now it's a whole bunch of universes. And at a certain point, that got to be a bit much. But then interspersed, you would have the things where, if this thing isn't stopped, the world will keep turning and stuff will go on as normal, but one person will be dead and some other people will be very, very sad. And those could still be some of the more emotionally impactful ones. Yep. I, I think that's why you know the 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 angels from from uh, tenants uh, that that story that compartmentalized story is so impactful for a lot of Doctor Who fans because it's like didn't involve a lot like it's tenant was still there but he wasn't like the main focus it was these other two like these random people the the angels were the focus you know he was giving instructions via like VHS tape such an interesting episode so well written but again like what but if you go ask Whovians, like, what's one of some of your favorite episodes? That's always usually like top five, top ten is that episode. And, and, and I sense. think the use of, to tie it back to FF14, the use of like role playing segments where we could have, okay, here's what some of the minor characters are doing. Here you can control a bit of them. I'd love to see them expand on that a bit more, not just battle sequences, but maybe like entire exploration sequences with one. I still giggle a little bit at the whole fight uh, with Elida Zenos and the Gage Warrior of Light's timely arrival. Every time I giggle at it. It's like, oh my god, we are such a trope and this is great. Yeah. But it's, it's true though, like I just, I don't want to be a god. I don't want to like keep escalating. And when we escalate, we have the problem that we're having now. Having to do Pandemonium because La Habrea has suffered villain decay so badly that he actually needs to be updated. Like, I, I really do hope, like, this is the, in terms of the stakes, the most we ever have to deal with. Like, the whole world being on the line, 12,000 years of history, the legacy of the ancients, the mother and father crystal. Like, that's that's a lot. And one day, I'm hoping the warrior is able to, you know, retire and go fishing. And Island sanctuary, bitches. Island sanctuary. <laughs> retire to my island sanctuary. And like you I said, play, you can I tell very like impactful of- stories. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I spent like a year of FF11 mostly just tending my mod garden. That, you know, that maybe a lot of people come like come 6.1, honestly. <laughs> I'm a millennial. I'm never going to be able to afford a home. Let me have my little virtual I, island. All I've ever wanted out of this game is cottage core. And finally, we're getting it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh. And they already put the Birkenstocks in the game. I just got to go out there and farm my cabbage like every good person out there. My cabbages. <laughs> not going to uh, lie, when you said Secret Project, it was very hard to not start singing that to Secret Tunnel. <laughs> secret Project. Secret Project. Like, I feel like the verses write themselves. I'm not under NDA. Secret, secret, secret project. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the meter's a little off, but we'll workshop it. Yeah, well, fine. It's, it will work the meme. We'll work the song. It'll be great. Uh, Chili <laughs> asked, does anyone think that Zenus's mom will be Anima? Uh, I don't no. know about mom. I don't know. So. Like, it would be funny, like just because it's so like <laughs> it would be. I mean, the it, first it, thing that came to mind, and like there are never any moms in this game; they're all off stage somewhere. Like this game has a really a, horrible. Like every mom died of wasting <laughs> wife syndrome in this game, so it's Except like for Alpha No Analysis mom. They if, she still exists for now. If we're sitting around just like, oh yeah, Anima was Seymour's mom, so that's got to be you know Xenos's mom, and then it was like I'd think that's really funny, but I um, I think it'd be so, ironic uh, if we well, got. I want to throw something in there because we know that they often take like the base thing and then they'll put little twists on it. Xenos' mm-hmm. dad. Varys I was thinking da- it was. I was thinking it was going to be his like granddad, and it was just like all the. You remember, you remember? You remember the inside of the towers? How you had like all the beastmen shoved into the wall? Right. Like we get to Garlemald, and the whole wall is just soulless clones. Just like I have wondered what the hell it is they're going to do with those. Oh, that's why they did that. You they know, made like, such a big point of mentioning it. And then, yeah, and then like, happened. we saw, we, yeah, we had this whole big cutscene about the soulless clones. And then Gaius was just like, oh yeah, I burned those. It's fine. Yeah. So it's like, I, it would be funny to me to use them again. And for this to be how it, like all of my Endwalker predictions are just, what if it was this easy? And I have more serious ones that like go into more detailed stuff. But like part of me is just like, what if it's that easy? Well, it could be. There's part of me that likes the idea of having Anima be connected to Varys in some way. Because like it was a whole thing where he did all the stuff and then he goes and gets himself killed. And part of me kind of likes the whole Oh no! Like he remains the unfought. We get the memoria, Misera uh, memoria version, but mm-hmm. otherwise he's this thing that just—he never got to realize any of his uh, visions on this. And so I'm torn between let it stay that way because that is such a subversion of the usual thing, or have him because then you've got kind of like the villain's parent in this thing, but again with an interesting twist or subversion. I don't know which I like better. Forgetting Vara's even like really exists just because I wrote him off in his first cutscene. Like I saw him in his first cutscene. I was like, wow, this guy's dead. This guy is just deader than dead. <laughs> and it took a few years, but like plus his, a racist rant. His entire a, his was, entire yeah. introduction to the game was him just walking out and going, genocide, meh. <laughs> if you excuse me, I've got Elegon mistakes to repeat. Like, how is that not just dead? Like <laughs> He has no future in this I, game. I also like the concept that you gave Xenos uh, the ability to be Ray from Ghostbusters. Like, let everybody clear your mind. Don't think of anything. And then it's like, Xenos, what did you do? Xenos, <laughs> what did you do? I just thought of the purest thing. You know, just the most innocent thing ever. My mom. <laughs> and then Animus is crushing, you know, downtown New York. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Of of all the theories that I've seen go by, like the soulless clone one just keeps bopping back into my head because Twitter keeps posting pictures of like Anima's hands and Hades' claws. Like <laughs> the hell? 
They're totally the same, apparently. <laughs> you squint. That feels they like do have a, they, they actually do have a lot in common. They do look similar assets. But I mean, like, is it a hint similar assets? Or is it like the time they made Solus, like Santa Solus, by stuffing Ramu's beard into Vara's <laughs> and calling it a day? Like, <laughs> Making models isn't easy. It's not. It takes like six months. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I'm going to answer chat. No, I did not see that yet. That's my weekend project. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, had, I don't think I saw that. <laughs> most of the coverage I've been reading was, I mentioned in the chat, but Gamerscape did some stuff, all the job actions, where it was in text form. So I didn't have to sit through 15 minutes of video to find out the bit I cared about or rewatch the thing to be like, okay, what's that action? I could just read it. Reading That's is a- good. I will shout out uh, uh, Larry Zor and Mr. Happy. Their 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 class videos are super tight and short. They're like, this is what you yeah. need. To, this is what you need to know. We're over. Good. Done. You're done. That's all you need to know. I'm That's probably binging Larry's stuff after this. He's, oh, Larry, like I love his stuff. I, the, the Mr. Happy's Mr. Happy's fine, but something about him just personally rubs me the wrong way. I'm not going to yuck anyone else's yum, but he's just not my thing. I get it. His is very short. Don't at me. Larry, at me. Larry's you know, very like, lighthearted in his writing. Uh, so with Vina and, and the ending of the story coming, do you, do you believe that, um, you know, do they, I mean, do you believe that the the twins are at any stake? I mean, I know four is a big uh, hint at the twins, but do you think that's always been the, like the long con this whole time? Like, like, like. We'll put the twins in there, but ooh, wait till we get to the end. Four is happening. <laughs> it was. I don't know if it was planned. Do you remember when they did the? Um, it, it, I think it was Fan Fest. They were talking about like what they, how they design characters and what things were intended for, and they were yeah. like, "Oh yeah, Alize is supposed to like take over for Minfilia. and it's just like, "Can you? Um, yeah, that's the face. Yeah. That face. You, the face <laughs> you just made. Like that shows kind of in advance." how much planning has gone according to plan. Like, I feel like, I feel like this is not according to Keikaku at all right now. So like <laughs> any good storyteller, no you pay idea. attention could, to what your audience is reacting to. Yeah. They could kill one of the twins, but I feel like, I mean, everybody, like there's a red Oni blue Oni war between these two characters. Like someone loves one and hates the other one. And Yoshida's on team alpha now, apparently. So I don't know if he's willing to kill alpha or, or risk the retribution that will come upon him. If he kills Alize. I mean, there's so I an don't know if either of them are in danger, really. You kill both of them by having themselves turn themselves to stone. Well, if you're going to go for the FF4 reference, you go for the FF4 reference. I was going to say, yeah, you go for it. But then then daddy has to sacrifice himself. Or, yeah. then, I, I think it's more fun if he becomes a broken wreck sobbing at what his <laughs> truculence did to his kids. I just don't like the mat, okay? <laughs> poor, That's poor, it. poor dude's on the moon just crying for the rest of his life, just up there. I don't, I don't want them to go killing Scions as a way to be like, okay, this... I kind of like the idea of, after this is on, like, the Scions aren't a thing in that, okay, the entire reason for their existence is kind of taken care of. 
okay, now what? Like, the idea of them, like, splitting off and going to their own adventures, and maybe we'd, like, occasionally, like, see one of them or work with them on some type of content thing where they're, like, a minor recurring character. But just killing them for the drama of it, ugh. That's another one of the... Huh? Oh, both. That's just one of another M. Night Shyamalan things. I, I think other signs would sooner bite the dust than those two. I think I think that there's too many yeah. people that have a soft spot for. I think even on the dev team probably have a soft spot for both of them. So yeah, and they probably will look at them at I, like bringing them back for future endeavors. If, past if I was gonna series. pick one, if I was gonna pick one scion to die, I get would probably guess Thancred. I would be salty. I would be salty if they killed Bancred now after he had a perfect death in Shadowbringers and then just walked in the next scene like, hey guys, (laughs) what's going on? (laughs) Everything okay? Just had a good cry. I'm good. Let's go. (laughs) Strong cry. I... I mean, oh, Chad is having a lot of fun reactions to who might die. Yeah, my I, my thing, my thing when it comes to character deaths is first I want some because I keep getting told like we're putting so much on the line and sacrificing so much, and they keep talking about our losses and how much we've given, and it's just like we killed two Asian originals. We took out the entire plan for barely any narrative cost. We got off pretty light in Shadowbringers. So if you're going to keep telling me how much I'm sacrificing, make me lose something. But on the other hand, I really would like to see the Scions like retire. Like I'd love to see the group that we've been going with again, like you said, go off and do their own thing. And then whatever we become after that, pull Hori Boulder and Riol and all of them into it. Let me hang out with the Beast Can we just get them to bang already? (laughs) (laughs) How do we know they're not off screen? I mean, like, it's been how many expansions where who's the one who's always trying to pursue both of the brothers? Oh, the Kaynor? like, isn't that why yeah. they named her Cockburn? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Cockburn. Oh, uh, but it's like, oh, bad. Clearly they just need more like little mini dating sim content things. <laughs> uh, weird cat dad dating sim was the pinnacle of Shadowbringers. <laughs> or weird cat dad solid, the sneaking game. I don't know. I don't know who I want to die, but like, I just, I, I want to lose something just to feel justified in being told I've lost so much. Yeah, I, I have a feeling it might be Ishtola. They've, they, they've, they've, they've taken away her death so many times that at this point, like, I think people, if she did die, I don't know. Well, so I feel like if they, if she actually did die this time, people might not believe it. <laughs> it's like they, like they cried wolf so many times at this point. I was. I was about to say you could do the thing where instead of de- uh, dying, she gets like permanently uh, crippled or disfigured or scarred somehow. For instance, maybe she could go blind. Oh wait, wait yeah, no, wait, what? <laughs> Doesn't count. <laughs> and, and I mean, it, it, it then it became a oh, but she's using ether sight, which is somehow draining her life in some as yet undefined way. And in the interim, she gets to be more awesome. Yeah, that's that's what I was about to bring up is like they they had that scene where Matoya was trying to say something along the lines of like, you realize that like using your spiritual energy to see drains that way faster than usual. And that might be like a burden in the wrong moment someday. And you're just walking around acting like everything's the same. You've got like a 50 pound backpack on your back and you're just running around like nothing's changed. And then like half the fan base took that as <gasps> she's like losing two minutes of her life every time she looks at something. And now like we never got any closure on that. Like yeah. who, which, which interpretation's right. 
Yeah. Um, they, they never even touch back to it. The bit in FF15 where Ignis has gone blind and until he's used to it, you have him like actively stumbling around the battlefield, swinging at things. Like it's so sad and painful and it really upped the emotional impact of that. And it's like, like, like something for that with Ishtola where it's like, okay, actually upping this thing, seeing this person, this our compatriot in this difficult, painful, horrible situation. But I mean, like, I don't, uh, like pull that trigger. So you if you're really going to make us suffer, make us suffer emotionally. You don't really want to see anybody die for the sake of dying. You just want to see the miserable and suffering for your amusement. Exactly. They're not allowed to die until I've had a catharsis. That's how this <laughs> oh, works. Oh boy. Well, let me tell you, as a World of Warcraft guy player, you think you want that, but you know what? You don't. Look, help! Look, is, is this going to be a hell scream? Because the nice thing about time travel scratches is that you can kill him over and over and over again. Goddamn hell scream! That wasn't time travel. That was legitimately. They even said that is an alternate timeline. That is a separate. Okay, but it was still time uh, travel with weird th- hand waving. <laughs> Wibbly wobbly. <laughs> it was effectively time travel, and no weird hand waving is going to change that. <laughs> so. <sighs> Uh, Susan asks, uh, uh, "What are our uh, what are uh, what are guest thoughts about uh, shipping for Dolan Arnvald, uh, and can we have some romance in this game already?" <laughs> so, oh, you going first or second on this one, Sarah? I mean, if I go first, I am going to rant, which possibly means that I should go first. You go ahead and go first, and I think I'll add to that. Shipping specifically those two, I'm I don't know, I'm for it. Like I I feel like we have this unresolved coming together in all amigo. Um, and I don't really know the right way to articulate it, except to use kind of a familiar example to me, which is when we were first introduced to Stormblood, we were given this idea of the reason we're at war is because there's the people who think the old way that, you know, it's a free Eorzean city state and it should be again. And then there's the new way. And then there's people who've been born, raised, and fight for Garli and Alamigo, and that there are people who are happy about it, and there are people who are oppressed by it, and all of this is going to come to a head, and we're going to have to choose sides. Whereas the ending of that is meant to be the forging of an Alamigo where every Alamigan has a home. That no matter who you fought for or what you chose, you can come home to Alamigo, you're an Alamigan. And I thought the way they were going to show that was by having Lise and Fordola like visibly fighting together for the same thing at some point. And it just didn't happen yet. I'm hoping for it in Endwalker, but it didn't happen yet. So the idea of Arnvald and Fordola being a couple, like you get that same vibe. Like he left All Amigo for a reason. And especially given his history, to see him come home and actually like marry a all Amigan who joined Garlemal, like that would symbolize to me that coming together and building of an All Amigo where every All Amigan has a home. So I'm for it. That was a rant too, but I'm sorry. No, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. I mean, like, I do <clears throat> like that. Uh, a lot of mine comes from the, oh my God, everything has a romantic subplot attached. Is it po- not possible to have a story that doesn't have some kind of romance on it? And seeing like, okay, they're developing this relationship and having them be like close and connected in some way I'm okay with, but does it need to be a romantic one? Uh, I, 
at this point, I like uh, Fordola and uh, Yotsuyu are the true stars of Stormblood. Change my mind. No, don't. Don't. I, I, I will die on this hill. I will die on this goddamn hill. Uh, but I really like Fordola as a character. I love stuff where we get to explore more of what's going on with her. She's got a lot of this really complex stuff going on. The position she's trying to occupy in this new world that Moose is being described. Because it is a thing where all these people can be, but it's still a bit of a weird, awkward space for her, given her past. Uh, what was the other thing? Uh, damn it, I had another thought that just slipped away. Uh, I've lost it. I'll let you oh, know if no. I, it comes back. Uh, but no, like, I, I like the characters. I like exploring all this. I just get a little touchy at the, okay, and everything needs to have a romance and end with a wedding. Like, it is possible to do perfectly good stories. And that's just like a frustration with broader things of storytelling and culture as a whole, where like every movie seems to need some type of romantic subplot or something like that. But Fordola is pretty awesome, and I want to see more of her. Uh, Susan says, it'd be nice if there was some romance in Final Fantasy fourteen. I mean, that's the thing. You have to leave everyone open for the Warrior of Light's harem. Not even joking here. There is, in some, and not necessarily the main plot, but at least in some of the, honestly, in some of the, the crafting uh, storyline, there's uh, some strong romance. A lot of, uh, oh, you know, like especially around uh, Stormblood, there was a lot of uh, like uh, the the folks from Kugane coming over, and and the folks from yeah. or you know awesome. our our lands just and then they're like and then falling in love, and then like somebody like being like no, <laughs> yeah. usually the Plus, father, the forget, father so disapproving somewhere. Don't forget the Lala fella Camp Drybone who wants to be Raban Sultana. Yeah, nope. yeah. can't forget. <laughs> oh, so. Philly says, I like to call it Warrior of Light Sexual, in which, which they want you to just be because you are, you're the Warrior of Light. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's always left ambiguous where you can say, like, oh, yeah, the, uh, Grahatia wants to bone us, and Alice just really admires our strength and uses us as a role model. Or, oh, no, uh, Grahatia is just in awe of this figure from all these things and wants to be our adventure buddy, but Alice has the hots for us. Or, they both want us. Or, nope, nope, I'm an asexual wall. Like, they always leave it ambiguous enough that you can uh, substitute your own structure and your own fantasy into there. Meanwhile, I'm completely alienated by being the only person in the world who doesn't have a waifu in this game. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, someone will marry you. <laughs> what? Look, Orshafal was even willing to go to pody play when we didn't even ask. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Classic. <laughs> uh, Susan says those young girls hired by dudes in Kagati. No, uh, the culinary quest line where the the chef was trying to impress uh, his lover's dad via cooking, and he and he kept denying him because he he said that he didn't have the right soul in his food, and then he cooked an Alamegan dish, which came from uh, which was born in Alamigo and then went to the east. It was uh, yeah, it was so, uh, uh, the ver- was, uh, the IRL version of uh, uh, was uh, Army Stew. Uh, I was going to say Army Stew, right? Like because that's essentially uh, what it's supposed so to yes. be, right? The the original one was uh, 
of course, I've memorized all the culinary quests. <laughs> it was a thing called buckler stew uh, because the buckler was used as a cook pot or as a, uh, I guess, more of a wok in that case. Yeah. It was used as a cooking pan. Uh, and so a thing from that migrated to all sorts of places and, it, and Kugane uh, reached there and became like some kind of equivalent of the dish sukiyaki. Mm-hmm. And then the... And so the dad was very much, oh, culinary, like... Kugane culinary things are like the finest tradition and everything else is trash and showing that, no, this one also had owed its origins, that all uh, cooking comes from. Yeah. Huh. That's a thing they revisit a bit. I always like the Heaven's Word quest, uh, seeds know no borders. Like that specific phrase I really like. (laughs) And then uh, the blacksmith quest line where the the young lady who you were uh, like battling against like with swords and stuff not physical swords but like black blacksmithing weapons and stuff against uh, she right. had a, she had a crush on the blacksmith uh, guy from Limsa Limsa so and 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 her dad did not like that either <laughs> so he had warrior red yeah. eyes at one point and so. yeah where are the uh, moms uh, for all this or what. Yeah, just like the, oh, we're in love, but my dad disapproves. Like, I get that it's like the bones of a classic story structure and it's easy to slot that in, but it's just been done so many times. Sarah, you know it's like a Hallmark movie. All the mothers have passed away and the fathers are too, too, you know, much uh, caring to let their daughters uh, find love because it'll hurt them and hurt their little girl and their mother. But it's okay. (laughs) It's okay because... uh, we, their uh, sassy friend, will uh-huh. help them out. And then at the end, they will share one dry kiss in a gazebo. Yeah. <laughs> and dad will approve. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just turned Final Fantasy XIV into a Hallmark movie. So. <laughs> eh, what's going to happen and, eventually? And, and Hildebrand already bought the gazebo, so technically we're fine. He's the <laughs> Yeah. Will you just, they'll smooch at Hildebrand's gazebo. Yep. One dry kiss. Actually, can we get a dry kiss emote? How do we get that? $3. Three dollars. The mock station. Dry kiss. Oh, I am not responsible for this. I am totally responsible for this. So, uh, so, so going again. <laughs> Go, going again to to six x, uh, we we talked about a little bit like, hey, you know, we we think that the story is going to be compartmentalized, like like at least one to two expansions long, and then we'll move on to something else, and then keep going that sort of around. Where where do you want to go first? Like where like do you want to go the new world first? Do you do you? The, I mean, we we've kind of figured that they're dropping seats for that, but they don't necessarily have to do that first. They can still build up and it wouldn't be the first time that we split ourselves halfway across the world in one expansion absolutely right hey let's go to the far east again yeah (laughs) the um like even if it weren't for the hints of the new world i would be voting for the new world because i know that the dev team has some anxiety yoshida-san especially about the idea that like once heidelin and zodiac are done there are going to be people who think well the main story is over the rest of this is just side stuff like final fantasy 14 is like really over um and i know they don't want that to be the case and i think there's no better way to communicate that there's so much more than heidelin and zodiac out there than to lean into that and just like literally have a there's a whole new world expansion and go to a whole new continent and do everything yeah. from scratch 
I was going to say Maricidia, but I feel like that might still have some attachment to the Heidelin Zodiac thing, given like that they are still thousands of years later, apparently traumatized by what Ally did to them. And we've been told that the place is like mostly wasteland. And I wonder how much of that they've fleshed out since then. Cause the last time we were told something was mostly wasteland, it ended up a damn dungeon. So there could be a Maricity of the dungeon if we're not careful. Uh, there's like multiple civilizations existed there. Oh, I think it was like Maricity was supposed to be like effectively Australia. Ish? Yeah, it's I call it Fantasy Australia. Yeah. That's my favorite new band. <laughs> yeah. And uh Darth in the chat is talking about uh Eastern Ilsabard. And yeah, I wouldn't we talked about it a little bit earlier about our disappointment with uh the thing where we go to Garlemald being just penetrating to the capital city. So exploring some of those, if it is a okay, this is all over. Garlemald has finally, so now we could start having stories as these things are emerging from Garlay and Rule. That could also be something. It's true. I, and I don't want to say that. I know they, they can easily say the rest of the 6X series is building up to the next expansion. They don't necessarily need to jump into a brand new story. Yeah. They, they could easily say, hey, everything after this is postscript you know like here's the like here here's everything that we're tying up all the loose knots in this little post section yeah. in 6.1 like forward. well they said 6.1 would start the new thing but it's like okay maybe we have some new adventure that starts there but is planting the seeds for especially yeah. if we are going with new world uh having something involving uh meryl Wibb's, uh, adventures there and stuff coming back from that plus it means we get more meryl Wibb, and i'm always down for that i, I agree <laughs> I, I say this literally every time this comes up. So like some of you have probably heard this 20 times by now, but I don't care. I'm going to keep saying it over and over until I bring it into being. Like if we go to the new world, I need Pirates of the Caribbean. I need like Meryl Wibb to bring all of the like downtrodden pirates who've lost their place over to the Caribbean to restore like, yeah piece in a way um but yeah i want i want roswin to to live live i want roswin to thrive again is what is really what i want also content involving boats that would be cool Mm -hmm. all right well i have one last thing before we get out of here and it's the thing that i've been uh been holding on to so i i've been running i was running void arc for uh the you know easy easy gets crystals for my weapon uh for bosha and I started noticing that around the Void Arc, you know, or the coffins, which essentially are uh, Void batteries, uh, if, if I'm g- good to guess on that. I th- I'm pretty sure. More or less. Uh, yeah. And then when I looked at the towers, I was like, oh, these are oddly same architecture, <laughs> like fleshy and, and, and strange. I, it, it, and I started noticing, like, they're also powered by, you know, via, like, little, you know, Amajal, you know, pods and stuff like that. Like, I... It feels like the underlying principle is the same. Take something living, slap it in a thing that uh, draws out its energy, use it to run your blender. And you start doing it with void set, because those aren't really people, so it's fine. And then you're like, oh, they're going to go ahead and repopulate the 13th. We're not going to have any more void set. We need to do some atrocities on some new things. How about some beast men? They're not really people. You just keep drawing the line on what you call people until you can go ahead and run your entire entertainment center. Uh, do you think so? Fan- 
I was gonna say, do you think Fan Daniel is somehow pulling from the design of the Maki, like like looking at that and say that's a good idea? <laughs> or I'm were they, or were 50, these towers I'm, there? So I'm fifty fifty split. Fifty fifty split. I've okay. got like like part of me is thinking like just like when they made um the or not Lamdapur. Uh, no, it was Amdapur. Um, the like holy horrors of light kind of for there. And they were like, yeah, we'll just like make these these weird guardians of heaven from like Mesopotamian culture. And then that was cool for that dungeon. And then they came to uh, Shadowbringers and they were like, yeah, let's have like holy horror. Oh, damn. Like just bring over some of those Amdapuri and we won't talk about it. We won't bring it up. Like, so now we've got this, you know, like similar because they were, why not recycle the mobs? They were great designs. So part of me is just like they're going into Endwalker and they're thinking like, hey, we should use some HR Geekers to, odd. Oh, wait, damn. Now do it anyway. Like biomechanical <laughs> horror. Like, so like part of me is like, it's a coincidence and they, they're not going to bring it up again because they didn't last time. But part of me thinks it would make sense for there to be some dissension from the Mahashi, especially if, um, especially if Emmett Selk founded the nation. <laughs> I mean, Garlemald would have some. Uh, I mean, we already had the oh, hey, Alag was an Asian plot. Why not have that apply to most of the nations? Architects behind myriad imperial nations, and that's exactly what Mahak was. So, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking huh? about it a lot this week because I yeah. we accidentally, like when we were when we were chatting, we accidentally came up with the idea of like, what if our time travel expansion is the War of the Magi, and that's how they get Emmett Selk back into the game? And I was like, oh, I'm gonna hate this. He was, you know, he founded Mahach, and now we gotta go back in time, and he's just there again. And then uh, one of the people <laughs> is just like, well, what if in that era he was like a hot goth girl on the coven? And I was like. Not wrong. Okay. Yeah, maybe, sold maybe, maybe honestly maybe, sold. I'm so longer not against it. Yeah. What do you I, know? <laughs> I mean, like the ruling body is called the Coven. You know that there were hot goth girls. They might have been like secretly 800 years old and stopping their aging with dark, dark magics. But if, like that girls, girls, if, I, if I finally get a waifu, fine, I'm for it. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that's I, that's how I like my goth girls. 800 years old, but really stopping the age. <laughs> so. Well, uh, I I, want to thank you both for joining me. And I'm so sorry Quentin wasn't here. You would have loved being here for this conversation of of lore and tangents and and, and shit talk. So thank you both. Uh, Moose, where can people find you and all the things you do? I don't know anymore. (laughs) (laughs) At Anani Moose XIV on Twitter. I still hang around the lore forums a lot. Gamer Escapes Discord. Ethis' Discord. A couple of my Discords. I don't even know. Susan posted the links in the chat. Thank you, Susan. She did. Oh, I do have links. Yeah. She even posted to forum links. You can find them to go right there. (laughs) And then you can read and reply to and counter argue against every post he's made ever. The next time I'm on here, just like put the put the link to like the Tasty Japan Twitter. (laughs) Like just to have that in there for (laughs) no reason. Like it's like it's like if you like someone's Instagram post from five years ago, it shows how stable you are. Yeah. Actually, my thumb just touched it on accident, but you know what? I'm going to leave it there. It's fine. <laughs> Sarah, where can people find you besides oh, Instagram so I, five years ago? 
<laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. The song Research Me Obsessively is definitely not my leap motif. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at FF14SER. That's S-E-Y-R-R. Susan's posted those links. Uh, I also, as you mentioned at the top of the show, I am the Lorebrarian, uh, which I still love that title and need to figure out how to get it onto my business cards. Uh, the Lorebrarian for Phoenix Down Radio, which you can find uh, at phoenixdownradio.com. Also, probably on a bunch of the podcast locate thingy mabobbers. Klaus always does this bit. I've usually zoned out when he's saying it. <laughs> And of uh, course, I was going to say, we'll have yeah, all the links in our uh, yeah. in our show description so you can go find, find both of them. Yep. Uh, I also, I believe I am on Maelstrom Radio's Discord. I'm on a bunch of Discords. Uh, I like talking. I will, like, 99% uh, chance at some point steer the topic to cooking and food science. Or libraries and why they're great. <clears throat> or both. Yep. You you can find Sarah in our Maelstrom Radio uh channel a moose is there too but you can't always count that moose is going to show up he might show up for like a one hit and then he will he'll disappear back into the darkness Just, like you <laughs> gotta strategically ping me like yeah. i'm in too many of these things oh, like, no, I get utilize it. your pings don't even uh, don't even worry about like bothering me like you need to ping me for me to notice yeah i, I usually just ping him with like random questions and he gives me answers and then is encouraged yeah oh yeah we were talking about deep fried beer uh in meals the mealstorm radio chat we, the other we, day we were, it's a thing it's not the same as like deep fried coke or deep fried dr pepper you make like ravioli pockets and you fill them with beer i'm i'm for it <laughs> i'm for it uh let me let me go and get uh get through our stuff real quick uh monday october 18th is our final fantasy 14 stream we'll hopefully be finishing up uh zadnor at that point and hopefully run the dalriata and finish up the storyline for uh, save the queen uh, Thursday, uh, yeah, uh, Thursday, October 21st, uh, Spooptober game. Quentin is back. We will jump back into uh, Little Nightmares and uh, find out why uh, we're, we're, we're a tiny person on, wearing a wearing coat on a, a creepy, dilapidated boat. Uh, <laughs> episode uh, next Friday, epi- ugh, episode 170, special guest admin of the Final Fantasy 14 Girls Only Discord. Kaylala will be here. Tell us about all things uh, Final Fantasy 14 Girls Only Discord. Uh, you can subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com forward slash Maelstrom Radio. Thank you for the 100 uh, subscribers over there. And we finally made it. And uh, thank you, uh, follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Maelstrom Radio. Uh, if we get to 777 followers, I will wear Kigurumi on the stream. So there we go. Uh, with that, uh, I would like to thank uh, Moose, Sare, all our wonderful listeners here live and viewers. And thank you all. And to Quentin, wherever you're at. Till see as well as all. Keep listening. Maelstrom Radio is brought to you by MaelstromRadio.com and Blackfire Media. Produced by Flattis Shintier and Susan Sprinkle. Join us live Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash maelstromradio. Send email to show at maelstromradio.com, tweet us at maelstrom underscore radio, or join our Discord at maelstromradio.com slash discord. Views and opinions expressed by our hosts and guests do not reflect the views and opinions of any companies discussed on today's show. 